Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we are back once again. Uh, welcome to the future of broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the Wash Guys. Wash never washed up. I am Sean Luke Picard. And I'm Draft, man. Mm-hmm. Warren is in the building. Shout yeah. out 404 Creators. Shout out to the 404 Creators, man. Um, I'm not going to say it feels good to be back, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I hear myself say that shit one more time, <laughs> I'm going to blow my goddamn brains out. But, uh, yeah. It feels yeah. good to be somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if it's here. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know necessarily how I'm feeling, but I'm, you know, I'm feeling things, man. So, uh, yeah, we're here, man. <laughs> it's so hard not to say that we're back because we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, almost like we never left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest, that's another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Uh, Per usual, uh, we are the Walsh guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, we start this shit. Well, trying to up, countries. Uh, we, I don't uh, know if we did. Well, yeah, I guess this is a week pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're doing so many yeah. pods now. I forget the program. Uh, yeah, we start with the countries. Um, like, yeah, let's do that. Oh, shout out to these United States as usual, man. Uh, <laughs> United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, so, Iceland, UK, Germany. Number one black podcast in Iceland. Still coming to see you soon, Germany. Ireland, Russia, India, Brazil. Shout out. Um, Brazil. Francais. Uh, Norway, New Zealand. Finland, Shout out all my Kiwis. <clears throat> Costa Rica, Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Ho. Romania, Ecuador, Spain, mm-hmm. Denmark, the Netherlands, Shout Sweden, Singapore. Shout out Singapore. Slovakia, Italy, yep. Qatar, Turkey. I feel like this shit keeps getting longer. But uh, yep, Hong yep, Kong, yep. Japan, Mexico. Yeah, pause. South Korea and uh, Saudi Arabia. So shout, shout out all my Saudis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah, man. Shout out to everybody, man. We're back once again. Uh, well, I guess I said it. Well, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> you know, no, no. It, 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 to be the, to be specific, you said it feels good to be back. Uh, okay, back okay. once again, still falls in the qualifications of like, yeah, yo, I'm like not the... being as specific on my emotions. Yeah. So yeah, cool. I'll take that. Yeah, you're right. All right. So how was your week? <laughs> uh, it's early in the week, so I don't really know yet. Um, I've uh. Been trying to be productive on the stuff that I need to do on my own personal time, because uh, now that I'm not necessarily uh, employed right now, I'm just trying to take care of my own scheduling and structure. Uh, I had to take a drug test yesterday. Um, definitely uh, finessed, but that being said, don't tell them that. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell Listeners. them. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it was interesting because, uh, excuse me, I realized how how shit like that work. Like, like there's always some sort of fail-safe in designs, like, or in uh, systems, I feel like, for especially black people. But I'll say poor, like, people who need a certain type of occupation. Like, and when you when you get into those places, they're going to put as many roadblocks in order to make sure that not just not everybody gets those jobs. And that's understandable. But, like, I still stand on, you know what I mean, on the... Uh, the heels of the Shikari Richardson controversy with the Olympics. Like I stand on the fact that marijuana necessarily shouldn't be tested for in all jobs. Um, it's not necessary for me to not smoke weed when I unload and load a truck. Like, I don't think that's a, <laughs> I don't think it's going to hinder me from doing my job. Um, yeah, that's but a lot of reason why I always end up applying to like hippie ass companies and shit. Mm-hmm. So I know them motherfuckers ain't drug testing. Everybody in this bitch. Smoke. But, um, we, it was, a. Uh, 
it, it just put me in the mindset of damn, like look at all we go through just to be to work for somebody. Like, like I would never. I I was sitting there because I tried to drink a lot of water before I went in there. Had a Red Bull because it was kind of early and I knew I was gonna be sitting in there for a minute. And um, part of me thinking to myself like, yo, just let me piss, man. I don't even give a fuck if I get the job. If I come up hot, that's fine, bro. I'm not gonna go to jail. I'm just not gonna be. <laughs> Working for y'all And at this point I'm not working for y'all yet anyway So it doesn't put me In any different position Than I am now I remember one time Like I took a drug test Somebody gave me Some fake piss and shit But like I used it And it was like Just not enough To hit the little line They tell you to piss to And shit mm -hmm. So I just ran out That bitch Never came back <laughs> <laughs> Like I was gonna get arrested <laughs> I don't know I just thought about that When you said that like, and You know what I left that bitch Like the feds was outside Yeah I've had that moment <laughs> I had that moment before where uh like, oh shit nigga they might get me I think I told this story I never told it on the pod but I think I told this story to like you like the day it happened matter of fact um I went to I was applying for another job but they took they had me taking a piss test and I, I had fake pee and um for some reason when I got in there of course you can't you you use the fake pee but you gotta pee in the toilet for real but for some reason I couldn't piss so I sat there with the fake urine cooling off by the second like yo i can't go right now it's like well you got you got as much time as you need but you know what i'm saying just uh let us know when you got to go so i'm sitting there i try to go and of course there's other people going in and out because they're getting drug tested too so i gotta wait on them and i'm i'm panicking because i'm like man this pee gonna be cold so i finally go to the bathroom like i fill up the little cup i walk out it's just that temp i think i'm like 97.8 or some shit like that <laughs> and the lady look at the piss she look at me it's like all right go sit back in the lobby so for this job i was driving the truck and uh they're like all right wait in the lobby um we're gonna do your uh dot test in a minute i'm like all right so that's department of transportation i'm like okay well now it's just me picking up a box 50 pounds sit down like they tell me ask me if i got any uh like uh like injury history or illness and or history of injury or history of illness and we're gonna keep moving so i wait thinking to myself like all right the worst part is over i get back there for the dot test and she hand me another cup and she's like all right go fill this up and come back oh. like, what the fuck so <laughs> so i'm in the bathroom calling my partner i'm like bro they piss testing me again he's like why and he's like uh <laughs> I'm like, yo, I don't know, bro, but I, I'm out of piss. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm pissed off and I'm pissed out, bro. <laughs> so, of course, I, I'm like, fuck, now nah, I got to pee. So I pee in it, and I'm looking at the piss. I'm like, bro, I know you're dirty, bro. I know you're dirty. <laughs> we got to think of something. So dip a little bit in the toilet, <laughs> get a little water in it, screw it on, give it to the, uh, <laughs> the nurse, and she take it. She pick it up. She put the little thing on it. She look at it. And she's like, sir, this uh, this test is not valid. Too much water. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, it's not up to temp. Like, this mm. is this water. Did you already take your drug test? I'm like, yeah. She's like, sir, this is just a test if you got diabetes. Like, oh, like, oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you want me to do it again? <laughs> so she's like, she's like, yes. Can you give us another sample? Oh, yeah, give me like 15 minutes and a bottle of water. <laughs> 
So it's like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like all the stress I was under in order to take a drug test. Like I, I promised myself, thinking about that going in there this time. I was like, yeah, I don't, I can't give a fuck. Like if the job works out in my favor, and of course I don't work for that job anymore. And it was one of those jobs where it's like, yo, all you gotta do is get this, get past this part of the, the process, and you're in there, bro. Benefits, money, <laughs> no free time, don't see your family, <laughs> overworked, underpaid. <laughs> Stressed out I'm gonna yell at you About stupid shit I'm gonna call you On your off day Drunk And tell you What you need to do When you get back in Like It's like yo What the fuck Am I doing this for oh, So shit. Like Living in the there dream. In there thinking <laughs> Literally Another day in paradise All that shit That you say to somebody Who doesn't want to be At their job But um I'm sitting there Thinking about all this shit Cause that was the last time I took a drug test It was just like It was an overwhelming Feeling of Uh I was just lethargic I didn't feel like Doing anything um, And as soon as I got out of there I came over here And started working on Like my own shit Started putting together Topics for the pod And trying to be productive On the other end of My work life I feel like Cause at this point Like all this shit Feel like work That's another thing I realized this week Like everything Feel like work It's just What put What gives you A little bit more Than like satisfaction than your secular job, your nine to five. Um, and now that I don't necessarily have that, and I'm just I'm supplying the own my own ideas and tasks for my own schedule. Like it just feels like all right, how do I frame this so it gets accomplished in an efficient and time uh, in a timely manner? But yeah, man. Uh, so far the week's been cool. Just trying to vent. I tripped. Uh, Saturday, which was kind of interesting. Um, I did a lot more than I usually do. Um, and I had the closest thing I feel like, like to like a severe ego death as, um, as I've had since like the first time I tripped or like one of the first times I really took, I took, I, I, this time it was just LSD. Um, but I've been trying to, I've been trying to find DMT and, um, this kind of made me want to slow walk it again. I say it like that. Because they talk about DMT being really, really intense, but only being like 15 to 10 minutes. Like, this was really intense, and it was like hours. Like, I was at a point where, like, certain times in the night, I thought I died like twice. <laughs> and I was just walking around. I was just walking around. The, I'm, I'm dog sitting, and one of the dogs really doesn't like me. So it was like at a point where I'm walking around the house, and the dogs are just staring at me. Like, like, like I thought I thought I was having a heart attack because you know how animals like they say animals act funny. Like you ever seen the old uh, Rescue Nine One One? It was like, yeah, the dog saved me. Yeah. Like I thought it was one of those. Like yo, this nigga's dying. The dogs would not leave me alone, bro. <laughs> so, so I had to lock myself in a room. I was just kind of sitting there until the feeling subsided. And when I walked out, the dogs had gone somewhere else, and they were really, really quiet. And it was, may have been about. I don't know, one o'clock in the morning and I walked outside and of course the dogs come outside and it was really, really still. And you know how the east side is. You start hearing gunshots and in my mind, I'm thinking to myself like, yo, it wouldn't be hard to hide the fact that we lived in like a police state like or in like a, a confined society. Like if there was really a war going on and they just wanted everybody to stay in their house, like they, it'd be feasible. Just because we've already done that. We've already seen what happened. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, what if 
What if somebody dropped a bomb and they just didn't say anything? Like, if they dropped a bomb on the United States and nobody said shit, it was just like, well, it's already over with. It's no point in putting people in a position to panic, like, because we're going to have more problems. Just let the shit fall. <laughs> and, of course, that sent me on a spin. And I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, bro. Like, I'm just sitting here, like, not alive, but not dead. Like, <laughs> like I know, like, if that's true, like, I know I'm going. Like, and for some reason, it took this other weird tangent where I'm just thinking about, like, my personal life and who I'd call. And I was like, yo, I'm not, I talked to everybody I needed to. I'm not calling nobody, bro. Like, we just gonna, we at where we at with it. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> so, like, those exactly moments. I stopped taking acid. Those moments were, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I feel like I, it's certain moments where I have those feelings in real life. Where I'm just like, not even, I won't even say suicidal. It's just like, because it wasn't suicidal. Like I, like, I see how people can do a lot of uh, psychedelics and have a psychological break. Like, I, I think I had one, so to speak. Like, I felt like I was living in the Truman Show for a minute. Um, like, where I saw, like, the set sort of crack, so to speak. Like, I looked and somebody was like, oh, shit, nigga. <laughs> he found out. <laughs> but I thought about it from the standpoint of, like, there is a certain sense of clarity that comes with like knowing that all this shit could be over and still having to get up and figure out where to begin. Like, like, cause I feel like it was, I, I usually trip a lot or, or take heavy high doses when there's a transitionary phase. And this was kind of like, like my transition, like me working at the restaurant, not working at the restaurant, getting back into a job that's strictly about my financial and, um, my financial situation as opposed to it being a career or something fulfilling that I enjoy doing. Um, and I wanted a certain sort of perspective because all this shit could be over with. Like, like working at the other job where I had to take a drug test and I was driving, like I thought it would be beneficial for the time because of the money it provided. And it was, especially considering that if I was working at a restaurant during the pandemic, I would not have the same type of money I did then. It afforded me the proximity to be here to start the pod and also like the outlet that I forced because I had less time and less freedom to do other shit like music, things of that nature. Um, there's always sort of a Taji sent me a song by the smashing pumpkins. Like, you know, uh, uh, the beginning comes at the end or something shit like, or some shit like that. I can't remember it, but I remember hearing it a long time ago on VH1 and thinking to myself like, damn, I was listening to this song as a child. I never really understood the perspective on certain things. And I think that's kind of like me surmising how I feel in life. Like every time there's an end to one thing, like I have to figure out how to either maintain the things I already have going without them coming to an end as well, or start something new. And I think, uh, like, I'm trying to open myself up to the idea that all these things are finite and I can do whatever I need to do in that space. It's just being open to the idea of, like, all right, like we've been here before. Some things have come to an end, and now we're starting something new. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much been my week. I ain't really done shit else. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, that's what's up. Uh, I guess as far as my shit goes, shit's been cool, man. I feel fucking overworked a little bit, but... Um, feel like I'm always doing something, which is a good good thing, I guess. But um, other than that, speaking of work, I guess I'm going to go to this job interview tomorrow. Not really that excited, but um, it's one of those things. <clears throat> just back in the management type position, I just, 
I feel like I gotta change my approach when it comes to people and you know be less annoyed by people. It's gonna be a big challenge. So I don't even know if it's gonna work out. But uh, mm, um, I always end up in retail because it's just so easy to do. But it's like, man, it is actually like a mental feat to like deal with so many people's emotions on a daily basis. Man, um, and I'm really not. It's even not that I'm, I wouldn't even say that I'm not good at it, but I would just say that I don't enjoy it. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, once I realize I just hate something so much, I just purposely be not good at shit. So it's just yeah. like, yeah, I'm just, I'm it's like, yo, you don't, you don't want to fuck with me? Like, that's fine. I'm going to stop fucking with you. <laughs> I know I could play the game, but eventually I just get to the point where I hit that wall. It's like, you know what? I don't even care to be good at this shit. So, um, you know, here we go, man. Um, it kind of sucks. Uh, we'll see, though. I don't even want to talk to... I don't want to jump out there and put all the negative uh, juju on the shit. But uh, other than that... Yeah, what the fuck else have I been doing? Uh, yeah, man. Like you said, doing them extra pods a week. We did some music last night, which is mm. always cool. Yeah, shout um, out Jay Hayes. Shout out to Stealth. Got yeah. some shit coming shout out to him. Yeah, just, you know, trying to stay productive on the creative side is a fucking challenge, man. Um, sometimes it does a little bit. It feels, not, I wouldn't say draining like work, but it uh, definitely takes something out of you. It takes a bite out of crime and shit. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's a, it's more, the, the thing about personal endeavors is like, yo, you feel accomplished when everything goes well and you took out your time in order to do something uh, for self. But if it don't go well... Nigga, it's just as depressing as having a bad day at work. <laughs> like, if shit don't work out in your favor. Or you go out on a limb and the end result isn't necessarily what you expected it to be. Like, you know, or you got to postpone be, it. Between both of the pods and making music and, you know, mixing these shits and, you know, doing all the shit. Yeah. Uh, the thing about it, the positive thing is you're doing so much shit that you can't, you don't really get a chance to really sit into each work specifically because you're like always kind of on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But the negative thing is like, uh, you don't get to sit into <laughs> Like now I feel like, you know, when we were doing like just one part a week or just making music, shit, we would like maybe record it just, when we were just making music, I mean, we might record like two or three songs. Shit, I'd sit back and listen to them shits for like, you know, the rest of the day. Cause mm-hmm. that's all we kind of did that day. But now it's like, shit, we just did two songs over here, just dropped a podcast, just recorded another one and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, nigga, edit, yeah, write up, yeah, sit exactly. down and try to figure out what you need to do as far as scheduling yeah, for everybody yeah. else. And like, think you about the, you know, the, the next pod, like yeah. topics and shit. Like, you're trying to stay current. Then you know just personal uh, entertainment because you know that's the funny thing about doing this pod is uh, a lot of the shit is tied in what I'm doing anyway. It's not like I wouldn't keep up with certain news stories, but trying to be a little bit proactive in figuring out what content you're absorbing. Yeah, like and, I, 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 and I, just I, like seeing the story. You know, a lot of times I would see the stories before, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back mm-hmm. and read the. You know the article written up about him. I just like, oh, okay. News. It turns Twitter and your news feed into like, like, like crops, and like you start trying to figure out like what's good produce. Yeah, you just start gleaning. Yeah, start for pulling sure. for everything, and I and I think that's good to a certain extent because it keeps me current on things I feel like I should know, and I do read more news now in passing than I did before, but. It's still just one of those things where it's like, man, like I just want everything in here to stop for a minute. And I think that was part of the reason why, again, like tripping works for me. Like, because number one, I can't afford vacations or a therapist. 
And I, I'm at a point now where yeah, that kids do drugs instead of going to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, adults like I'm not kidding. Kids try therapy as long as you're on your parents' insurance. Like, no, no, do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but they gonna surprise. They gonna they gonna prescribe you drugs anyway. So uh, so if you get to a point where them drugs don't work, I mean, it's nothing wrong. Never mind. But uh, <laughs> but that being said, like like yeah, the, there is a certain kind of like. Fatigue, a mental fatigue that comes with trying to absorb so much information, even when it's entertainment, like, and let alone the news, because that shit has a, a, a an emotional effect on you when you read some shit you may not necessarily like. I forget the uh, the Joe Rogan guy that's always talking about the inner bitch and shit, but um, uh, David Goggins. David Goggins, yeah, but um, yeah, I do feel like I am sort of fighting the inner bitch in me every time when I when I'm, when I'm getting up and I really don't feel like fucking with whatever I'm doing at the time. It's like ah man, let me. I got. I do feel like the more I work that muscle of like doing shit when I don't necessarily feel like it, it uh, it'll get easier and easier over time. So I do. It's kind of it's like in that little middle stage. You're like, all right, man. Some of this shit I don't want to necessarily get up for, but uh, you know, at the same time, when I look back at the the rewards, which is uh, completed work, it's it's fulfilling. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Do I think? Uh, I guess this week's is just fighting that inner bitch, man. You know. That's that's been my challenge this week. So, um, <clears throat> shout out to Zelia. Are we okay? So, uh, oh, watch moment. My bad. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely doing All it. Right. Uh, I can I can do my watch moment right quick. My shit is simple. Like, um, you were talking about that post last night where it was just like, yo, a uh, hundred dollars been acting a lot like ten dollars, and ain't nobody <laughs> talking about it. Because uh, <laughs> I was in the grocery store the other day, and I'm just you know. You just getting food and shit. I'm like, man, when this shit become so fucking expensive, nigga, that shit is God crazy, damn. boy. And I remember hearing my parents say shit like that. I'm like, eh, it's just food, man, nigga. It's, you you just don't buy really the think, shit, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at shit like, God damn, nigga, what? Shit, nigga. That's part of the ignorance of new, uh, youth, like, like, yeah. like not knowing how much shit costs and how much it costs in order to like keep shit stocked. Like, I think I learned that. In real time, at a different level, working at the restaurant because I see how quickly shit disappears, mm. and then we have a conversation about how much it costs in order to restock. And it's like, man, nigga, fuck, y'all spend this every week on shit, yeah, and, a, and, a, and and when prices do fluctuate or you switch uh, a supplier for produce or meat or whatever it is, nigga, that price affects everything else, like. Your prices may have to go up at the restaurant because you got to switch, like, mm. who processes your your, your produce or yeah. meat or the extra steps that you go through in order to do something in the restaurant may take more time. So it's like, yo, y'all got to pay more because our, 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 our uh, overhead got to be a certain, got to be maintained at a certain uh, level. So, I yeah. heard, like, I think I was watching some news story and they were talking about how, like, a lot of stores were trying to stock up right now because I guess the price of meat's about to go up and shit. I'm just like... You know, it's just a watch moment because I was just like, man, I never even, I probably saw those stories as a kid, but I just never really paid attention to them. When I saw it on the news, I was like, oh shit, nigga, I gotta, I gotta get to the store. Yeah. <laughs> Buy some meat about to go up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's it, man. It's, it's expensive to eat. <laughs> yeah, I think my watch moment is, uh, I went through a phase where I, um, I just wasn't really feeling well. And it happened after, like, after I went on vacation with my daughter, I went to the beach and we cooked the whole time. But of course, this was all my my friends from the restaurant, so we we ate ate like we didn't have to go to no restaurant in order to get or 
any bar or anything to get food or alcohol. Like, we was just in the crib going at it. And I'm talking about three square meals a day. Like, like dinner, crazy. Lunch, crazy. Breakfast, craziest. Because we had all the leftovers. And uh, when I got back, I felt terrible. Like, I felt terrible. <laughs> uh, but uh, keep one per episode. Yeah, got to keep one in the tub. Uh, but um, I got back and I detoxed. And I felt a little bit better. Um, speaking of spending money, I um, I went to the store one of those days. And I was like, yeah, I got to stock up on vitamins. I got, like, probiotics. I got <laughs> vitamin D. I started getting, uh, I got, a, I got a, like, a... Uh, what is this? It's about kombucha, about this size, seven hundred milliliters at least. Got big ass kombucha, um, and uh, eventually I started to level back out. But you know what I mean, especially when you when you quit a job, like finances get tight, and you don't necessarily want to grocery shop and cook. Like, so I'm I just grab fast food somewhere, a lot of Chick Fil A days and. Like, now I start feeling shitty again. And uh, at one point, I was specifically, like, well, like, like really, really uncomfortable. And uh, I was like, man, I probably should go to the doctor, bro. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to wait it out because I'm hard-headed. And um, I just started drinking a lot of water. I just stopped eating, like, trash food, drank a lot of water, um, and eventually farted. <laughs> and I've realized that all at, I'm at an age where like a lot of my my life threatening like what I think are life threatening it's just gas yeah it's just gas bro <laughs> it's like it, 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 I could either be in a position where I think I'm having a heart attack or I could burp I feel like that's like every uh, 90s sitcom they always had that episode it's where, like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. they, they have a heart attack and then they get to the hospital and like the dude's like the doctor tells them it's just gas and shit mm. and everybody just looks at him no, that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened to me. Like, I know for sure it's yeah. a fresh prince episode, but yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, niggas didn't prepare me for this, but yeah. I guess they did. Yeah. The episode of Fresh Prince, <laughs> I missed. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, all of my life-threatening like discomfort or, or all the things that I think are like life-threatening illnesses could be like summed up as gas if I give it enough time. Yeah, all that old shit is like is real because. You know, if I eat fast food, I mean, like, or just fried food, like, a few days in a row, it's like, I, I can definitely feel it. Like, Boy. so, like, I got to stress that shit out. Like, I'm like, well, I, this is my one, like, little shitty day where I can eat like shit. But, because, I mean, you know, that shit, uh, that shit weighed down on you, man. Like, fast. you had no energy and, like you said, your, your stomach be doing things. Yeah, when I got back to the restaurant, <laughs> I stopped eating there. Like, I wouldn't eat their food. Not, not necessarily because there was anything wrong with it, but... Like Still with diet like variety, yeah. yeah, variety is a thing, and I think that uh, at least for me, and if I'm gonna do the same thing over and over again, it needs to be sort of a restructuring or rebuilding of my diet. Um, like I would get to work and just do like juice shots, and then probably like a smoothie, and that would last me today. I may cook food or get food and take it home, but even then, I was still. At the market, I was still doing no meat for a while. Like, maybe, like, two weeks, I was just no meat. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I think uh, I'm at that stage where, like, I remember being in my parents' house and then seeing them go from, like, oh, yeah, we're eating burgers or stupid 90s shit, like Hamburger Helper or Sloppy Joe. <laughs> and then it was like, nah, twigs and berries. Like, if, we, if it ain't grain, bran, 
Like they went through the whole Atkins phase. Like now I, f- I see that same type of energy with people who are trying to eat clean, doing meal prep, you going keto. Like I see how the age groups are sort of changing the way they eat and how they move in a certain like space when it comes down to diet. Uh, everybody comes to the restaurant and asks stupid questions that they don't know the answer to. Like, yo, has this got gluten in it? And you just want to ask, yo, what's gluten? Do you know what gluten is? <laughs> gluten wouldn't be in that. Okay. Yeah. I've, oh, they always say that people just like most of the people that think they need to be gluten free. That's just not even. It's all bullshit. But yeah, mm. it's funny that as we get older, like, like everybody's something. It's like, what are you vegan? Like you say, you keto. You yeah. some shit. You got some kind you of Episcopalian. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I remember. So I remember. I'm having a conversation with this girl, and uh, I'm talking to her brother, and I was saying like how I wanted to stop eating meat. And he was like, Yeah, man, I'm a what you call that? Presbyterian. <laughs> I was like, you mean pescatarian? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it is? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. But that's funny, though. <laughs> that's hilarious. I didn't want to laugh at him because he was dead ass. <laughs> but yeah, uh, pescatarian. <laughs> yeah. That, that goes to speak to, like, that. I guess just the way the culture is now everybody, like, names themselves something. Like, where yeah. Everybody has a title for this shit. Now. I think it's more so cities like Atlanta, like, those cities where yeah, you're, it's accessible. Somebody gives you a a small like iota information and then you just take it and run it's like yeah now this is what i am because ain't nobody else around here that and you run into a bunch of people who have that same mindset and they just team up and do dumb shit together and say dumb shit together (laughs) i remember talking to a chick years ago and she was just like uh she was she was a vegan and shit and she was just like yeah man i don't even know if i guess we're not even talking just like hanging out or whatever you want to call it but she was just like yeah man i never kiss a man that eats meat and shit i'm just like man I'm never not gonna say it on pot. But uh, oh, <laughs> would yeah, you suck man. his dick? <laughs> <laughs> would you? <laughs> like, what kind of propaganda bullshit is this? But uh, I'll never kiss a man to eat meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll get into Zella, Zella, avant garde. Zella, avant garde. What's up? We'll do it when we come back. Yeah. All right. On that note, we'll be right back. Yep. As promised, we We are back. back. Yeah. Uh, Wash never washed up. Wash gods. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Episode 71. We didn't even say that. Uh, Uh, Yeah. 71, right? 70. 70? 69 was taken 70, 71. 71. 71. Ricky, yeah. Ricky Blue. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, sorry we didn't have a player for y'all. But I'm a, I'm a player. I'm a player. We players. Uh, we players. <laughs> <laughs> Just the but, way players play. Uh, shout out to uh, Zalia. 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 Shout out to Zalia. Avant garde. Zala. Zala. I don't know how to say her name. But anyway, shout, shout out to Zag. Yeah, she's a yeah yeah Zach. Yeah, <laughs> Don't Zach. zig when you should have zag. <laughs> she's impressive, man. Um, she kinda, she, she <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Just because of the conversation we had before the pod, I'm not gonna put you on uh, front street. But yeah, the clips have been going viral all week about uh. Right, uh <laughs> <laughs> Is she cool, bro? I don't know what Twelve year old. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. The clips have been going viral all week. Um, her doing like, 
a lot of like uh, interesting uh, drills, basketball drills. Um, apparently, she's been dominating the whatever eight. I don't even know what. She's in sixth grade. Sixth grade. So she's so like I guess middle school. Old. So I guess she's this in middle school right now. Elementary, uh, middle. Like. Yeah. So see, they she's already been offered a scholarship to LSU. A full ride. Uh, anybody gets from, a chance. Uh, just she's from that area. She's from Harvey, uh, Louisiana, which I thought was interesting. Because a lot of those places uh, that have been affected by either natural disasters or just have been uh, like impoverished areas claim that they don't have the same type of advantage educationally. And I think there was a, a uptick in like supplies, especially because, you know what I mean, since Katrina, they were the infrastructure was fucked up for a long time. So they got new shit. Um in my mind, especially because I have a child that's in school, I think about the uh, the advantage that you give your child just by giving them like a proper education system and how it opens up for like other other attributes that they may have. Like they may be able to get involved in certain activities, sports, whether they be academic or uh, athletic. Um, but yeah, this was it was encouraging to see it just because for me personally, like I saw her win the spelling bee, being the first black uh, girl to win ever and uh the way she did it was kind of swaggy like they gave her the word and she kind of cracked a joke <laughs> and then spelled it out the uh confetti and balloons all fell and then the next clip is like her on a unicycle juggling like three basketballs <laughs> i'm like yo what is she an avenger like what is she <laughs> what is she bro and then the next clip after that is her working on basketball drills and she's a bucket like like, for a sixth grader to run through drills and the way she was running through them, like, you could tell that she was one of those kids who probably was, like, dribbling the ball when she was, like, three. And uh, I don't know. Like, before when I used to be really, really, like, I don't know what you call it, like, unenthused about, like, kids in sports. As soon as I had a daughter, I was like, yo, these motherfuckers is really learning how to do shit fast. Like, this is stuff I couldn't have done at six or in sixth grade or at whatever age I'm watching these kids like play organized basketball or like soccer or spell. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we was looking up definitions in sixth grade and I didn't know how to spell those without the dictionary. And now it's like, yo, we don't have dictionaries anymore. And not only is she uh, a spelling bee champion, but she also a world renowned Hooper at this point. So yeah. Shout Kinda out to interesting Zach. to uh, see people like that, like the whole, I guess this really could have been a wash moment, but like you're starting to see like, I guess the equivalent would be like my dad giving me stories about like uh, Pistol Pete and shit like that. And you know, that shit, you see somebody like Who that. Who also played LSU. Oh uh, yeah. And she also had him on our Instagram, which is crazy. Like pictures of uh, Pistol Pete, which I thought was really insane. But um, Probably because you're from Louisiana, but that's dope. Yeah, yeah, but just the age gap is so crazy. Somebody would be interested in somebody like that. It's like, you know, shit. I don't even know if a lot of people our age really know, you know what I mean, or really know that much about Pistol right. Pete. But anyway, um, you start to see the whole next wave of skill sets coming in slowly. Like, like in the same thing we saw with, like, Steph Curry and shit. Like, mm -hmm. he stepped on the scene like, mm, nobody winning the championship with three-pointers. And now you see how that shit is bleeding down into the next generation. Now, shit, you see little kids shooting from half court and shit, doing all this fucking crazy shit. Like, even Trey Young to Steph is, like, that little age gap. You start to see how those those skills trickle down, and then it's like a Trey Young to her. So, like, by the time she gets to that age, who knows what kind of shit they're going to be doing because, like, these skills, like you said, you're starting to see kids just, like, take big leaps and, like, 
everything, man. It's I think I just saw like a it was like a young teenager that came up with a a device that got rid of all mosquitoes and shit in, in a room. It's just like this motherfucker's a teenager doing that. And like the guy that came up with the device that uh cleans up the ocean. Yeah, cleans up the ocean. Yeah, he was like nineteen. Nineteen, like he was. So it's just like you're starting to see the advancements in all fucking avenues. The quickest, well, I will say like evolution does take a long time, but I, I see it, obviously. But I see it a lot in in thinking uh, now, like especially with young people, even in, in younger ages, a lot faster. Um, the way we process information, I feel like. Because we're old, we're stu- so stuck in our ways, especially with basketball. Like your trans, the transition in basketball brought it to mind. It's like yo, but all ideas are built on the on the shoulders of other ideas. So, like, I don't necessarily think that like we're gonna take leaps and bounds as far as like sports is concerned. Like the games are still gonna necessarily be the same, but like how they're played is really interesting to see how it's evolved and who it's evolved for. Because even at a younger level, like like she a point guard, I think. And, like, all of her drills are really, really focused on her shooting long-range jumpers. And I'm looking like, oh, well, at sixth grade, they was telling us, get in the paint. Like, get in the paint. You want, like, like, like short-range jumpers, shit like that. Like, no, nah, the, the game is completely dictated by what's happening on a pro level. And those players who may – and the players who decide to coach the youth, now they play like them, which is, 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 is beautiful to see, a lot, especially with a child like that who is not only really, really smart but really, really proficient athletically. Yeah, it makes me think about, um, like, Odell in a certain sense. Like, should a one-hand catch would be just kind of like a thing, but now you see, like, now that's – Also at LSU. Yeah, uh, yeah crazy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you see him just only practicing one-hand catches. Like, that wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Like, yeah, I saw a nigga – You know what I'm saying? Like, a nigga on the internet – like practicing a catch and release jump shot, like that he catch the shot off the pass, almost like tips, uh, and he would catch it and just shoot and release at the same uh, time. I was like, yo, to like practice last that second situation, yeah, man. to practice that that way was something that I mean, I don't know what level he was at, but to practice that that way is like a different level of game because I can't ever imagine practicing that. On my own. Or James Harden. Doing a one-foot jump shot. Yeah, yeah, doing that one-foot jump shot in the offseason last year. Like, shit like shit like that. But, yeah, you just start to see all the advancements, man. So, by the time it's going to be interesting, when she's grown, like, what the fuck are the kids going to be doing? Who's going to be the next prodigy that we see online? Like, doing going to put trampolines shit? in the court. Yeah. You're going to have to make the court bigger at this point, uh, I feel like. People are really pulling up from half court. Like, this tackle. insane. Like, I'm seeing t- kids pull up from fucking NBA range. Like, it's just insane to me. But um, shout out to her, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we get into this NYPD thing. Yeah, uh, the, the NYPD is uh, reforming its use of uh, DNA as far as uh, crimes are concerned. Because apparently there's been some controversy about the way they store DNA um, for people who may not never, even necessarily be suspects. In uh, certain cases, and uh, I think Taji sent me the story. I couldn't read it on New York Times, so the specific information in which, like the the topic came to us, is kind of lost. But it was an interesting uh, debate. Like apparently, there there've been news stories and uh, coverage of this topic for a few years. And I wondered about like how this is handled on like a national level, like how they handle DNA in other places. Like because I know if you get locked up, your fingerprints are stored for 
a, a number of years, and I don't even know how long that happens. Like they've got your fingerprints, and they can use you in whatever type of they can implicate you implicate you in whatever type of crime. And just because your fingerprints are there, like you could be on the chopping block, or like your freedom could be at risk just because they have your DNA in the same place and they've had it, or they they've had your fingerprint in the same place and had it for what may have been a, a warrant for tickets. But because you're in that same place, you may end up implicated into an investigation. Um, and I think that it's like little shit where, like, one of the stories they talked about, like, they offered uh, somebody who was detained a cigarette while he was in an interrogation room, smoked a cigarette, and once he left, a police officer came in there and uh, confiscated the cigarette. And shit like that just seems illegal. Like, I don't know, I, like, as far as the law is concerned, I don't know how illegal but for you to document my DNA without my consent just feels like an invasion of my civil rights. Yeah, um, yeah man. It's just like another, I feel like it's just another part of like Patriot, Patriot type shit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, who knows how long this shit's been going on and how many people just have fell victim to this shit. It's like, this is another thing. Like, we always see all those cases where people, we we use DNA evidence to like overturn cases, but what about all the shit that they just like frame niggas up on? <laughs> like shit too. Like it's kind of tricky. Uh, yeah, man, I really don't have that much uh, confidence in our judicial system to begin with. So mm -hmm. like when I see stories like this, it's not really that surprising. I mean, I guess they're trying to put in laws in place to get rid of all this shit. But think about all the people that's got fucked over. Like I don't know, and that's the thing too. Like. Argument could be made that so this one side of it is gonna be like, well, shit, nigga, keep your uh, shit out, the, stay out the system and shit. You know, that's always gonna be like, make us the like the uh, the the right side, the uh, what yeah, is the right called conservative, yeah, yeah conservative. conservative side of things. But it's like there are people that are guilty. But they got placed in jail on bullshit ways of finding them guilty, and I don't I don't know where I stand with that. Yeah, cause I've heard people say shit like, like I've done a lot of shit, but this ain't this is something yeah. I didn't do. Yeah, yeah. Like so the like in according to our legal system, the way the law works. Is like because I don't innocent. even know if I would call the law necessarily fair. You know what I mean? Like it has a way that it works and it functions, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily fall in, in line with everybody's benefit. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's that it's always going to have the guilty and not guilty be on yeah, the right side of things. Because like I was to say, our law is designed for people to to be innocent until proven guilty. But depending on where you live, like what your past is and what mistakes you've made, and what you get called in for. Or what you get caught for, or 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 accused of, you guilty until proven innocent. Like you can look like the unless you're a police officer, and then they lean completely the opposite way, and it's yeah. like you got to find ten thousand reasons why this nigga's guilty when mm -hmm. it should just be a open and shut case, you know? Right. So I don't know, man. I still just think our judicial system as a whole is just kind of fucked. Like this is just like a microcosm of the whole system being like. It, it can always be pushed. To, it's going to push to one side where it, it fucking shits on the poor. And then when it, you can still use those same laws to benefit the rich. Uh, that's why it's so tricky. It's hard to be on any side of that shit for me. Yeah. 
Be safe, man. Stay out the way. Oh, yeah. Stay out of New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's the main lesson from this. Yeah. <laughs> and, it all, like, anyway. and also know, know the laws in your state. Yeah, for sure. That'll be something that, like, this This is me preaching to the choir, but, like, we all should, as being being black, especially black men, you all should, you all should somewhat be aware of the the things that can happen when you're in custody. Like, like make sure that I'm you don't take that nothing the from the police. Never works <laughs> in my favor. Don't take nothing from the motherfuckers. Yeah, don't yeah. sign nothing. Say as little as possible. Yeah, that's all you can do is enter that shit, knowing that any way that it could be used against you will. You know, mm-hmm. as they say. But any, yeah. But anyway, uh, shout out to, uh, shout out Haiti, Haiti. Mm-hmm. Hold your head, Haiti. It's getting fucking crazy over there. The president was assassinated. Uh, a few days ago, maybe last week. Yeah, I think I talked about it on another pod where I was saying, like, yo, the last time this happened, I remember talking to somebody who was from Haiti before the president was assassinated, and it was like, yeah, it got real. The whole reason I'm here is because the, we knew there was going to be civil unrest, and here we are yet again. And I don't know. And now the stories are coming out that um, the person that they arrested has ties to the CIA, or FBI. Mm-hmm. They're actually FBI. American-based. I mean... Some would say this is anytime you see a, a foreign leader usually assassinated, <laughs> America usually has something to do with it. But yeah. uh, as soon as I saw the story, that's all I thought. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I don't want to get into what our government does overseas, man. But they do a lot of shit that I necessarily wouldn't approve of. And uh, it's kept off the record. And it, there's a lot of documentation to prove that it's just not me being cons- conspiracy brother. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> so it, we have a history of doing that. I can't necessarily implicate the U.S. because I didn't get all the facts. But that has came out that the some of the two of the assassins have ties to the FBI. We're former FBI informants. So, um. Uh, that definitely mucks up the shit, man. Haiti is always in constant, like, disarray, it feels like, since I've been born. It's always some kind of uh, up uh, unrest going on, civil unrest, or fucking food crisis, or earthquake. It's, yeah. Man, black nations always have it the hardest, it feels like. <clears throat> they said that a lot of the reason that that happens is because <sighs> white supremacy. Like, it's a... it's. Yeah, that's a, a documentary cent- about it, uh, about why they have such a, a food crisis anyway, because, like, uh, about certain trade laws that are also mm-hmm. c- tied to the U.S. that prevent them from getting, like, uh, a lot of the goods mm-hmm. that other countries get. So. The U.S. won't allow them to trade with them internationally because of a debt that they owe to France when they revolted. And because of that, they don't necessarily get the aid or the help that they would need without these nonprofit organizations like the Red Cross and the Red Cross directly benefits from aid from the U.S. government by getting these contracts to help natural disasters and things of that nature. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of really like fucked up when you get into that bag. You see all these like those organizations basically are they 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 need countries to be poor to function mm-hmm. like that's their whole business. <laughs> so like if there's no poor countries, what the fuck are they gonna do? And uh, I, shout out Anthony Bourdain. Um, he did uh, no reservations in Haiti, and he was talking to some of the people who were there as his liaison committee, and he was saying like like as much as I wanted to come here and document like my experiences and the people and the food, like I understand how like apprehensive the people here are about a white man coming down here with a camera and a news crew after a tragedy and 
documenting they try documenting their pain and just leaving because nobody yeah. really helps like Haiti you really have to change like I remember them talking about one of the jobs that they had like there are people who actually shovel the shit in the streets like and it's looked at as the most like they're basically essential workers like it's looked at as the most demeaning job like if you got to do it like something went wrong but if nobody did it like the the issues that they'd have would be so much worse just in a day-to-day basis like one of the reasons i think it's uh what is it cholera that uh they're getting not cholera damn what is it but it's some disease that they get based on the fact that uh like it's so much human uh waste around and uh it gets in the drinking water and these people get extremely sick especially young children it's not dysteria bro uh i can't it's it's but it's basically something that could be helped if they just had like efficient plumbing mm. and things that they can't get due to the situation they've been put in for basically gaining their own freedom. Like the shit that's happened in Haiti happens everywhere else. Shit, it's the whole. It's the same thing that the United States did with uh, Great Britain. Like, but because they're a black nation, they're penalized, and a lot of that is seen in in these type of. Uh, societies like you saw the same shit happen to cuba and like in the what was that the 60s um and now we're seeing it happen again with haiti and yeah, we get cuba glimpses of missile crisis yeah. Yeah, yeah and the only thing that that really was different between that situation is cuba had a real dictator like mm-hmm. they was they was with the shit mm-hmm. haiti ain't never had a chance to get back on their feet and because they already got like a win under their belt, so to speak, like the idea of letting them get back in a position where they might be able to make decisions for themselves or defend themselves if necessary. Like that shit's scary. Cause yeah. like, yeah, um, a lot of, you know, they, they keep the country so poor, they never have access to a real military. So they can't mm-hmm. even boss up and make real moves. So, yeah. so they fight amongst themselves and like it's encouraged because it destabilizes somebody who could, essentially do without like i remember seeing some quote about uh cuba is like yo a lot of they have a lot of rooftop gardens and uh the transition was made during communism because people didn't necessarily have enough money to go to stores because like with capitalism you get enough money in order to buy a variety of different levels of the same thing like you can go to get bananas from the farmer's market or you can get bananas from whole foods and it, and a lot of that's based off proximity because you do better. You live in a nicer area, you get nicer food um, or better food. With Haiti, it's like everybody gotta get food from the same place unless you're the elite. So people start doing for self, or excuse me, in Cuba, people started growing food on their roof. They have so much food uh, like that they grow themselves that they don't necessarily need to like buy food that way they have so much sur- sur- the buy food the same way we do and not many people starve there based on like uh an insufficient amount of food they may be poor and they may have to eat certain things but they found a way around so many other things that communism basically told them they couldn't obtain because everybody had to make the same amount of money like that they've They've certainly they they've to a certain extent solved problems that we still struggle with here in the United States based off the fact that we have a capitalist uh, economy. So it's just interesting to see how like people evolve their sense of thought when it comes down to like democracy and how it works in our favor or what type of like government works best for people at large because we all kind of see the cracks in the system, especially here in the United States, despite what we may claim is like the best country in the world. Like, uh, mm. 
It is, it's funny to see, like, growing up as a kid, it was always this, um, man, I forgot his name that quick. Cuba guy died. Fidel. Fidel. There's all this Fidel Castro slander that you always hear as a kid. But then, you know, as I get older and start to research Cuba and shit, it's like, man, it's, the people didn't necessarily hate him. It's, that's what they say. So, like, they, they taught us that he was hated and feared and shit, but it wasn't necessarily the story over there. So, because um, he did solve a lot of problems that they had. Um, yeah. And he also reached out to a lot of black leaders, but that's another story. Yeah. Ah. But uh, you're working with the Vax, yeah. Vax, yeah. Shout Juvenile. Getting that bag, boy. <laughs> Yeah, yo. If I had any like worries about getting the vaccine before, I, I definitely have them now, man. Once they start like marketing uh, black songs to, to strictly niggas, like doing little nigger jingles and shit, like I get Ningles, a Ningles, name of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, what, what, why, way, man? Why you make sure we get this shit first, mm. man? I don't see no country western song about this shit enough. It's, man. it's so many. Where Taylor Swift at? Why the fuck she ain't drop shit? It's so many like cross branded like things in this one statement. To it's introduce for, that shit. Uh, it's for a black like yeah. dating app, and they're encouraging you to get vaccinated. They enlisted, and they use Juvenile. Uh, they enlisted Juvenile the great uh, Mia and, X and Manny, Manny Fresh, Fresh to do a Vaxstat ass up remix. Vax that thing up. I guess it's Vax that thing up. Vax that ass up would have been hard. I yeah, yeah, might have fucked with Yeah, yeah, Vax that ass up. Vax that ass up. He had to goddamn. Yeah, bro. Vax that ass up, man. You yeah. let them push you too far to the to the right. You got too conservative, bro. The most troublesome line in the song is you will find young brother once you vax that ass up or vax that thing up. It's just like, yo, come on, Juvie, bro. Mm. I don't ever want to hear Juvie call niggas fine young brothers. Mm. That's just me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have nothing against that community. I just me personally. I just I don't want to hear Juvenile say it. Um. <laughs> I got so many questions, bro. Like, um, and most of them I can't say in a public setting, in a setting like this. Like, I don't. Mia yeah. X uh, made an appearance, like I said earlier. Uh, it's good to see her because the last time I saw her, it was on this like "Where Are They Now" type shit. <laughs> so, uh, Where was she? <laughs> I guess making this song. Uh, uh, I guess Moderna or one of these companies had to drop the bag, man. I know they're definitely behind this shit. That's what's so scary about this shit. It's like, yeah, man. The niggas will love this. They go crazy when this shit goes on in the club. Mm -hmm. they, they were right. Um, yeah, man, this feels like gangbanger part two, bro. Shout out to Smokey Robinson and shit, man. It's the same type of vibe, bro. It's the same vibes. <laughs> like, and I don't know. They find these out-of-work artists, and they give them $20, $30, and they put them in the studio, and they make this bullshit and feed it to us. Yeah, I don't know why it's one of those things where, like, it's important for people or like corporations to be like, yo, we got to cater to black people first. Like, I know why, but I don't know why, like, I don't know what type of person falls for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got doctors twerking with syringes and shit. Yeah. It, <laughs> it just feel like, it feels like a pander, bro. It feels like a pander. And I don't know how a person could explain to me it's not. Cause it's some things that just, it looked like it. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and I don't want to necessarily be one of the people that's like, you shouldn't get vaccinated because I got vaccinated. But at the same time, like I had my own specific reasons. And 
I don't think I don't think this would be one of the ones that would sell it. Like it was giving away food. I remember saying like, "Yeah, you get a free uh, Five Guys if you get vaccinated." I saw some. I saw. I saw they was giving prisoners time off if you get vaccinated. Like there was. It was somebody. I can't remember the article. I should have sent it to the group, but uh, it was actually a video. This guy talking about like what he was charged with, and I I feel like he had pled guilty. Um and. The judge was like, yo, you can go to jail for three years or you can go get vaccinated and I'll give you 15 months probation. It's like, what? What nigga? the hell? And he was like, he was like, part of me was just like, yo, I don't know if I really want to get vaccinated <laughs> that bad. When you start telling a nigga you can get a shot and get 15 months probation or you can go to jail for three years and he thinking about these three years, like, I don't know, bro. Yeah. Nigga, I, I feel like I should have had more questions. Like, yeah, <laughs> we just going to ride this thing out now. Like, but, every time uh, somebody tries to sell me something, I always take a step back. Like, I oh, don't know, man. Mm. What, what you doing over there, man? Why are you selling it to me? Let me buy it. Like, why are you selling it? The government's never giving me, like, nutrition and shit, like, on purpose. Like, you know uh. what I mean? So, the fact that they're doing whole songs and jingles about it scares the shit out of me. Like, um, shout out to Juvenile for buying in and uh, selling us all out. <laughs> 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 My nigga. My mm. man. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll get into what we've been watching and listening to. Uh, how much time we got? Mm-hmm. I mean, where we at? Oh, 26 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. All right. Uh, as far as what I've been listening to, uh, shout out to the Knuckleheads. Uh, oh, shit. They just dropped an episode today. God damn. I ain't listened to this shit yet, but that's what's up. Uh, got something to do today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I talked about the Grandma Ma episode, but shout out to Larry Johnson. Mm. The episode was really dope. And Jamal Mashburn, Monster Mash. Uh, that episode was cool. And they just dropped an episode with Jamal Crawford. Like He's one of my favorite players to watch. So um, shout out to them. Uh, the Dollop. See what I've been listening with that. Uh, oh yeah, this episode was really dope. Uh, Jack Johnson and the Great White Hope. Like uh, the whole st- story of Jack Johnson was a wild nigga, bro. Yeah, wild, bro. <laughs> he was wild. This motherfucker would wild, invite reporters wild, wild. to like watch him bathe and shit. Like he was a crazy nigga, bro. He, he had a he was dating a white girl like mm-hmm. in the twenties and shit. And like, nigga went, and yeah. when he got a car to shit where he was speeding past the police. They tell that story. Uh, maybe, he was speeding maybe. in the convertible and the police pulled him over and he was like, "Yeah, we gonna write you a ticket." And he handed him like two hundred dollars and he was like, "All right, this is for this ticket." The other hundred dollars for the next ticket because I'm speeding on the way back too. <laughs> like, like a like so rich, like he was a. It made him a wild nigga. Like yeah. it made him a wild. Yeah, hella businesses back in the day. Like he mm. was, he was really kind of like the first mom when I leave, like type vibe except the white bitches. But uh, mm. yeah, uh, allegedly, yeah, yeah. I think I talked about this before, but if I haven't, the dark secret of American swimming pools. This shit is insane, yo. Also, the dollop? Yeah, the dollop. It, um, apparently, everybody up until like 1970 swam naked. Well, boys had to swim naked, yo. They like got pictures in like National Geographic. They said, yo, this it's one part they show like where they're trying to encourage people. Because the whole idea was that uh, I guess the fabrics they had at the time, uh, spandex was too expensive to make or something. So cotton would like clog up the 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 pipes and shit so they would encourage people to swim naked so like yeah even like in high schools like people had to swim naked shit's insane uh also the first public swimming pools were really just for people to wash like so everybody would gather like in town halls like it'd be one big bath and shit crazy bro 
And this is like in the, like not that long ago, bro. Like Yo, history is a funny yeah. motherfucker. They hide some shit fast. I'm they, like, what the y'all fuck? Hide, they hid they got so a, much. They got a picture of like a little kid. It's like, yeah, this is Timmy. Like, uh, he's dude's butt ass naked. He's in the paper. His address is listed. It's like, yeah, he swims naked everywhere. Like, just like like an ad, like for people to swim naked. It's like, yo, this is like a toolkit for child molesters. They got this motherfucker's address. It's dick size and shit. <laughs> All his likes. <laughs> Turn on some shit. <laughs> fucking likes long walks in the park and shit. But uh, yeah, that shit is crazy, bro. So yeah, I definitely encourage anybody to listen to that. Yeah, history is fucking nuts, bro. Shout out uh, to Dollop. Dollop yeah. I've been listening to hella Dollops too, bro. Uh, my brother just put me on this shit, NBA Storytime. It was really dope. Oh, uh, the, oh, they just dropped a new one today, too. Uh, the, they got an episode about Will Chamberlain and his 20,000 lovers. It was pretty funny. And <laughs> um, the game where um, ha- uh, Hakeem Olajuwon was supposed to play against Shaq. That was like a whole... And Taco Bell was sponsoring it. I forgot that shit even happened, bro. But, um, oh, one-on-one? Yep. Uh, as far as TV, I guess I watched the last episode of Loki. That was... It was fine. Uh, oh, I just started watching Rami. Rami is a really crazy fucking show, man. It's one of the craziest shows I've seen in a long time. It kind of centers itself all around like Muslim culture or whatever. Uh, so it's 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 interesting. It's, yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time I've seen anybody delve in it that way. Like, and still in a comedic manner too. But it's it's like half comedy, half drama. It's 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 pretty cool. Uh, Mahershala is in it. Uh, he's got like a pretty big role, but. Uh, yeah, I watched both seasons. It was really, it was really entertaining. Uh, other than that, oh, Black Widow, Black Widow just came out. Watched that. Oh, ain't gonna give any spoilers and give y'all time to hate it like me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, shout out to Scarlet, man. I just came for you too, and then you come with this bullshit, man. Maybe dude was right. How did you get? Yeah, this shit was. Uh, but Mar- <laughs> shout out to Marvel though. Like I, I, I saw that they didn't, they did two hundred fifty mil. So like it's you know I guess the box office is back. So um, I think that's about it that I can think of. All right, uh, watch Black Widow as well. Uh, I liked it, man. I'm not mad at it. Uh, I, you I like that shit? It's not like I'm. I wasn't mad. I saw it. Like it was something for me to do, and I wasn't. I wasn't really anticipating it either. Like I would. Like when the expectations are low, the satisfaction is gonna be moderate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, I, man, I I'm sorry for you. I didn't have much expectations, <laughs> bro, but I just expected better, bro. I expected a little bit better, um, but anyway. I watched Fantastic Planet for mm. the first time um, in its entirety. I've always tried to watch it, like, sober, because everybody tells me it's such a great movie. Shout out Amber and Taji. They love the movie. Um, but uh, And they were one of the few people that was telling me, like, yeah, if you haven't seen it, see it. But I go through these phases where I try to, like... It's a weird-ass movie. Yeah, it's a weird movie. But when you watch it... On five tabs, it all makes sense. Oh, should be too Uh, weird for me. I'd uh, I'd lose my shit. I think it's just life. Like, like the idea that I got from it is just life. Like, it puts humans in a different perspective. Like the way they talk about people is like they talk about dogs or pets or insects, and the the way they treat them is a uh, an indicator that human society isn't that much different from what we would assume gods or aliens are. Like the idea that. Like, especially in the end when they describe what happens when people meditate, like, or these things meditate, it becomes the concept for all the things that we 
we describe as life now and the cycle just kind of repeats itself and uh yeah man it was a cool movie i definitely enjoyed watching it um i doubt that i'll watch it again anytime soon but i would suggest anybody who hasn't seen it to watch it um i watched uh a movie called this fucking movie uh oh shame uh let me see who's in it but it was also another movie I watched uh, at one point, one of my first times, like experimenting with uh, psychedelics, and I remember it having a uh, a profound effect on me because the first time I watched it, I watched it on silent, and I understood it, and I, I was really drawn to the way that movies like that are shot, um, like to where the story kind of explains what's going on. Like almost another movie that reminded me of that was. Um, what was the name? Uh, no Country for Old Men. If you ever noticed, if you ever know, if you've ever seen the movie, notice that the movie doesn't have any music. Like, there's no music in the entire movie until the very end. Um, and when when you watch other movies, it's a lot more pronounced um, because, like, music, especially in horror movies, it cues in like moments where something's supposed to happen. Or like in another movie where they did, they did the, kind of the same thing. But uh, it did have music was hereditary, like a lot of those areas in the movie where you're supposed to kind of like hear that cliche horror horror movie swell in the in the, in the like the air or whatever the air of that moment. Like there is none of that, and you'll see something move instead, or you'll hear like ambient sound, like something in the room move. And I enjoy movies that play on those type of aesthetics, whether it be sound, like the auditory experiences, as well as the visual experiences, in order to build a scene. Um, but yeah, uh, Michael Fassbender, Carrie Mulligan, um, Nicole Behar, Barry, I think it is. I, I, I don't know the black, uh, woman that was in the movie. Bad as shit though. Um, shout out to her. But yeah, Carrie Mulligan has been in some shit and, uh, Michael Fassbender, of course, was in a bunch of shit. I can't remember the new shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, mm. I know that name. Shout out to all my Marvel niggas. <laughs> is he the, is he the new one or the old one? He's a new one. New one, new one right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha, yeah. So um, I know that name. All right, cool. But, uh, yeah, shame. Uh, I've watched a lot of Anthony Bourdain recently. Um, no Reservations, uh, the OG shit. Um, I really miss Mike, man. I mean, uh, Anthony, my bad. I was like, what? <laughs> I was still on Michael Fassbender. <laughs> I miss Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's going to be funny in, in, in post. <laughs> Who? <laughs> but, uh... It's like, who's this random Mike character? Like, like, uh, anyway, yeah. But, uh... I miss Anthony Bourdain. Like, I feel like there aren't enough people like him necessarily anymore. And there are a lot of people out there who are trying to do the same thing. It just comes off a little corny. And I remember it was a point in time where I used to, I got really into it, like, like into No Reservations. And my mom and I always had a thing where we'd watch cooking shows. But she didn't like Anthony Bourdain because she was like, yeah, he's just, he just seemed like a jerk. Like, he's too opinionated. And I was like, yo, that's kind of why I like it. And now... Most cooking shows are more personality than actual like, mm-hmm. like actual content. So this was like the the a renaissance in like I feel like entertainment as far as that type of demographic was concerned. But it was still kind of new, and you kind of saw everything turn a corner at that point because not everybody has a, oh I'm gonna travel eat see behind the scenes type show. Um, but yeah, a lot of no reservations. Um, 
I watched the Cho Show. Uh, Cho Show was very, very uh, Michael Cho. <laughs> It's fucking insane. Uh, I can't describe it to anybody who doesn't already know Michael Cho and the type of shit that he does. But um, the quote, you can you can be crazy, just show me how you got there. Like that kind of that kind of energy. Um, he sat down with uh, Asa Akira, um, the guy from who does uh, BoJack, uh, Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry's story was really, really dope. Oh, Rain Wilson. The cat from uh, The Office. Yeah. Dwight. <laughs> Forehead guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. A bunch of people that uh, I feel like I could I could mirror in my own life. Like, it, uh, it made me rethink having certain conversations with certain people just to, to gain a certain measure of clarity or perspective. And I think sometimes, like, you spend enough time around certain people, like, you get that. But sometimes people won't reveal things to you unless you out downright ask them. And even then like it's a, uh, it's up for grabs. So it was, it was dope to see him sit down and uh kind of process his trauma along with other people and then be brave enough to film it and, and, and open enough to allow people into the process that uh is healing. Um, what have I been listening to? The dollop, a lot of the dollop, bloody Williamson, uh, was a good episode i went through a lot of those uh older episodes that i felt like were were more abstract i listened to the clarence thomas uh episode um i'm scared <laughs> yeah that was that was a hilarious one um the Coors family i listened to the Coors mm. family that's a really interesting one uh which one what else what else what else um Let's see. Oh, the Egg War. The Egg War was hilarious. Have you listened to the Egg War yet? Yeah, the Egg War uh, is about... Uh, I, just, I just seen the Egg War, yeah. It's about... Uh, it starts out about the gold rush, but then it becomes about the way they figured out how to feed everybody. Like, because at one point in time, I guess chickens were... Chickens were really plentiful, but like when you get a rush of people, and chicken population is affected. As we've seen... Shit, when the pandemic hit. But it was a lot of people, and they couldn't feed everybody. And um, I think they said, like, at one point in time, or during this point in time in history, because it was like the 1800s or some shit like that. Uh, 1900s. 1800s, yeah. Uh, it was like the 1800s, because um, it's the 49ers. Uh, but eggs were, like, like, like a big part of the American diet. Like people ate a lot of eggs and they had to supplement that with like seagull eggs and other type of birds' eggs. I can't remember the other bird they were using. But they would have to go to this little island that was covered off the coast of San Francisco, this island that was covered in in all these uh seafaring birds and then just go collect eggs. And they talked about all the nuance that came with that. And then eventually, like when anytime there's like like a market for some shit, they would bring them out eggs back to shore and they would lose half the eggs in transport and then they'd sell the rest. And all of those would be kind of iffy because you're just getting eggs off of this island. <laughs> Crazy. But there ends up being a war between the people who uh, live on the island, like for lighthouses and shit, and the people who come out there to get the eggs. And uh, it's like a real war. These niggas, these niggas really killing each other about these eggs. <laughs> It was crazy. It was like that and Bloody Williamson to just show you how like 
how flimsy like society is when it comes down to money or land. Like, like you start fucking with niggas' pockets or where they stay, nigga, all bets are off. They killing you about nothing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of the dollar. Um, I think that's all I'm gonna go through for them. Uh, Black on purpose. Um, yeah, shout out Black on purpose. <laughs> yeah, shout out uh Shogun. And they just uh, dropped the episode today. So, yeah, I um, think so too. I just uh saw that. Uh, Hard R Part Two. Um, gotta have vi- You gotta have vision. Y'all niggas do everything that. I need to hear from a podcast, man. Y'all probably like my number one black podcast right now. I can't even front. Like, uh, I was listening to that shit, and I was like, man, this shit is so black. And then I remember yeah. the name. Yeah, black. Like, it's on yeah, purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's all black on purpose. I guess it's a goal. Uh, yeah, I've reached out a goal. That shit is black as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, accountability. Uh, shout out Booby and Fonz. Uh, I've been listening to That Ain't Black. I'm a little behind. So, uh, And then um, The Breakup. Uh, good shit. Uh, Gotta catch up Gotta tap in Shout out Booby I've been listening To some Joe Rogan But nothing that Is really stood out So far Um, Hound Tall Still uh, And Duncan Trussell Family Hour That's about it As far as podcasts Are concerned Music Um, Vince Staples uh, Vince Staples Self-titled album Standouts uh, Tripping Or Taking Trips um, Sundown Town, mm-hmm, and Lil Fade. Uh, Take Me Home is really dope too. I think it's a lot of it's a lot of moods on this album. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect when I listened to it. Uh, he has a lot of range. When I go back and I listen to his music, I do enjoy the type of shit he does creatively with rap. Some of it falls into like what I would call punk. I don't know how you describe it. it House type shit Like he's done West Coast radio song Like the whole album FM was like His play on trying to do Radio singles Cause he don't make Radio music Law of averages Is a lot He was talking about The types of music That he's been trying to make Um And I watched the interview One of the uh, Homegrown interview I don't remember the DJs Um But it was it's homegrown. If you search it on YouTube, homegrown Vince Staples. They basically sit down and talk to him with people who've known him apparently for a while. But it was dope to see him or to hear him talk about how he feels about the music he's making and uh, what angle he's coming from with it. Because it's been a while since he's dropped a project, so it was interesting to hear what he actually came up with. Um, I'm not mad at the album. We'll see how it, it, it ages. Um, still listening to Tyler. Uh, Shout out to Tyler. I still ain't listened to the album yet. Six Rings. Waiting for them to drop that non DJ drama version. Six Rings. Uh, Ricky Blue and Off Key. Real shit. Um, Bandana Beats. Been going through Bandana Beats a lot. Uh, this thing of ours, Alchemist. Uh, Shout out Alki. Featuring Earl Sweatshirt, Bodie James, Pink Sifu, and Navy Blue. Mm. Uh, Shout out Freddie Gibbs. Uh, Soul Soul Separately on the Way. Yeah, so so separately on the way, and shout out Freddie Gibbs, man, made his debut at Kane's. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Got a movie on the way. It's funny, I saw him. Uh, <laughs> like everything that I don't know if it's art imitating other art, but like apparently the movie is about a rapper who uh, is trying to find inspiration for his new album, and he goes off and uh, like starts working on a farm, and then starts to contemplate how seriously he wants to 
like take his career after that. So it made me think of Crime Pace. Mm. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn, this nigga made a song yeah. about having a farm with zebras and shit mm. and still selling dope. Shit, and now doing that shit at the same time. Right. Now that yeah. I think about it, yeah. um, he was like, yeah, we out here, bro. Let's yeah, do it. Film this video. video. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna drop before this anyway. It's yeah. not gonna fuck up your video at all. Yeah. Nigga. Just get some zebras in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you a genius. Like, yeah, by the time, yeah, things so far apart. Uh, yeah. uh, but that, uh that being said, I've been listening to uh, No Worries, Anderson <laughs> Pack, and uh, Knowledge. You gonna hear this shit, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you glad I went hooked up to the Bluetooth. That shit was gonna be worse. Um, I'm almost scared to say this. I went through a stove crash. I'm not. Let me stop hating. I went through a stove guy cooks phase, um, like where I just listened to a lot of his shit. He sings so much about. Cocaine. <laughs> I've never heard somebody make cocaine sound so harmonious. Um, but uh, yeah, I went through Stove Guy Cook shit. Reasonable it's like drought. If Drake was signing Griselda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, right. The plug come late night, <laughs> and and it's so it's so catchy. It's like yo, you gotta sing it, bro. At least during the time when it's on, you ain't gotta sing it in your free time. But when it's on, you gotta sing that shit, nigga. Because the plug do come late night. The plug come late night. Late night. Yeah. Um, Let me do it right. <laughs> Only. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. I don't. I can't think of anything else I've been listening to or watching. Uh, it's been a slow media week just because I've been all over the place. But I've been listening to the same things in succession. Uh, a lot of Vince Staples, a lot of uh, Tyler the Creator, um, Chicano Batman. Shout out Taji. I was listening to Chicano Pat Batman. He just put out uh, a playlist on his iTunes that's in French, so he's gonna ruin the opportunity for me to pub it. But it's dope. Uh a lot of uh moody shit is Taji is uh good for sending me. Uh but um yeah that's it. Mm-hmm. We did it again. Mm-hmm. Uh we are washed never washed up Wash this never is episode washed up. seventy one. Shout out Tony mm-hmm. Baselli. Uh Jaguars great. Mm. Shout out 404 Creators um, yeah. You see us You see him You know what it is Shout out Taji Still uh, out there man We'll see you later on this week No Limit Exposure uh, uh, Like, subscribe, share Thank you for following All the gods and goddesses man I appreciate the time the yeah. Feedback All the follows yeah. See you Stay next black. week uh, Same bat time Same bat channel We out